Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and I'm feeling very radio personality-esque right now, if you can't tell. (laughs) So I uh, am, am interested today in talking a little bit about some of the questions that we got because... Man, it just always blows my mind that people send in questions and we get to talk about them and listen to them and read them and chatty chat chat chatterson up the questions that you guys have. So I will do my best, as always, to answer questions according to what you've asked me. But I always like to do the thing where we where we assimilate a little bit, where we take it down into some common questions or some questions that uh, maybe aren't exact but are the essence of what was asked and and kind of lump a few together. So we've had a few. We've had, uh, I don't know, there was five or six, and a couple of them were the same. A couple of them were different. One of them was not going to answer that one. <laughs> and... Uh, Whoever, if someone out there hears this and knows <laughs> who asked that question, they know they know why I'm not answering that. So I'm going to leave the rest of you in suspense, but I'm not answering that question. So <clears throat> let's move into the actual questions. So I've broken them down or essentially put them into the essence of these two questions. Um, the, this was the question that was asked a couple of different ways, uh, and that is, what books do you suggest reading? So, man, books and suggestions. Ooh, I could go on for days. There are so many books out there that are so helpful, but helpful in so many different ways. And so I am going to condense this down into a blog post. And if you're interested in reading that, then go ahead and read it. Um, and that'll, that'll give you some more insights there. Uh, the, basically, the, it's hard to say what books do I suggest. Now, the other one of the questions was like management books. Um, I think when it comes down to management, management is so temperamental or so individual that a lot of us have to manage before we really figure out what it is that we're doing. And we have to we have to kind of be a manager before we start giving advice on how to manage because it's uh, it's that old saying that there are, are no atheists in foxholes. It's kind of the same thing with um, with this. Like it's hard to tell somebody how to manage unless you've actually managed and you've had some of the challenges and pitfalls and things come to you. So. Uh, I'm kind of condensing it down into this. I, if you're beginning uh, managing, if you've never managed before, or if you're you're new at it and you're you're more of a lead or you're more of a um, kind of hourly manager that is 
maybe you're in charge of a shift, maybe you close or you open or um, you're not necessarily scheduling, you're not necessarily doing some of the other uh, like higher level management stuff, but you you are managing and you're managing by inspiring people, by holding them accountable, by trying to help them um, accomplish their work and uh, and again, hold them accountable. So for those who are just starting out managing, I always suggest The One Minute Manager. Um, it's a book by Ken Blanchard. It's a really good condensed way of managing. Um, it really gives you a, a, a kind of a playbook or a very step-by-step uh, approach to how to manage. It's got some great principles in there that uh, that help you help you manage. They they give you kind of a roadmap on on how to manage. And I I've I actually really enjoy the fact that there's a lot of subsequent books or a lot of companion books that go along with it because once you've once you've finished the one minute manager, you can move in along the same line uh, into other books that he has. Leadership in the one minute manager, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. There's just there's a lot of them out there. And they kind of build on one another. And that's another thing I really like about them is that it gives you, as you move through the management cycle, it gives you more uh, tools, so to speak, for your arsenal. Or it gives you the ability to to kind of up your skills continually along the same lines where though that information is kind of following up on itself or, or uh, really... I don't know what's the word for it, reinforcing the principles were constantly being reinforced while you move forward and learn more. And anyway, it's a very systemized approach. Very, very good books. Check them all out. Um, And if you're just starting out managing, that's a great place to start. And if you've been managing for a while, you might learn a thing or two. They're really short and you could probably read it in an hour. I think it's like 50 pages or something, but it's they're they're very good and they're it's very practical and I actually I actually go back and read it probably every five or ten years um, just because it helps me up my game and remember some things. I mean I've got I've got books galore that I could talk about that have really affected me and impact my life and like I said I'll throw a few in the blog post and you can go and check those out if you want to uh, want to know more about it. But at the end of the day reading is important and educating yourself is important. And I think that's a common theme among many of our guests that most of you can see is that education or, and especially educating yourself or spending the time to invest in yourself and to invest in knowledge and invest in experience is, is the education that you need to be, need to be focusing on because we can all learn from each other. We can all learn more. We can all do more. We can all be more. Um, but a big way that we do that is by learning how to do that in books. Books is a great way to do it. I personally spend a lot of time listening to books because I'm on airplanes constantly and I'm an Audible member and it's very easy to download books, listen to them. I read a lot of biographies because I think it's interesting to hear the stories of others, even outside of the food world. I mean, yeah, I have I listened to Kitchen Confidential more than once. Yes, um, because it's very applicable. It's entertaining. Um, I can uh, I can identify with a lot of the things that he says in there, and so it's 
it, you know, it is, it's interesting to me. And, and so I go back and I do that from time to time, but I've most recently been listening to biographies from guys like Brian Cranston and, you know, that's, has nothing to do with world of cooking, but he says a lot of things in there that are very applicable to me and my life and where I'm at right now. And so however you do it, whether you listen to it, you actually read it, um, you sit down and study it and with, you know, red pen and highlighters and whatever, um, just make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're educating yourself and you're opening your mind and broadening your horizons. And if you want to know more about the books that I like, go ahead and check out the blog post. I've got links. I'll have some links to it on the show here. Ooh, that's the first question. Now, moving into the second question, the second question was a little bit more um, dynamic, a little bit more I kind of something that I didn't really see coming. And I didn't know that people maybe struggled with this and maybe that's just me putting my blinders on and living in my own little world. But, um, the question was in essence, how do you interview? And, and I really thought about that for a little while and I actually reached out to the person and had some, um, additional contact and asked them, first off, I asked if they wanted to be featured and people said, no, it's just so weird to me that nobody wants to be featured, but Hey, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so I had, I had reached out for some clarification cause I, I just, maybe it's because I've interviewed so many people. Um, and I've, I've had to do it my whole career and had to have a better understanding of, of interviewing and the interviewing skills and the right questions to ask. And, and so I just has taken it for granted. So it was good. It was a really good question because it got me thinking and it got me to kind of put together a few things. I, I have some general interview questions that I use for, for clients that I've given to them in the past. And I kind of, to be honest with you, I think I'm just going to tailor those to, uh, more of our audience, maybe throw some branding stuff on it and just, you know, put it out there for you. Um, I, ha- I definitely have a few things, um, that, that I go by some, just some general questions. But when I, when I say general questions, they're questions that are, are, are leading. Um, and, and what do I mean by that? Well, they're, they're leading, not necessarily the person being interviewed, but they're leading you as a manager down a path to um, to being able to better understand or better uh, better interview, find out better information. Because a lot of honestly, a lot of interviewing comes down to getting people to feel comfortable around you, and I know that might seem. It might seem kind of kind of weird because I know a lot of people that I've worked with and a lot of managers that I've worked with, they almost want to be seen as intimidating and they want to be seen as, um, you know, this, <laughs> this force, this, uh, this, I don't know, authority figure, which, which is fine. And I think you need to have that, but I just, I've always had the opinion that people I work with are like my family because I spend as much time with them, if not more so 
than I do with my actual family. And so I want to, I want to treat people like that. And I don't want to go into any relationship having somebody be totally intimidated by me. I mean, I'm a, for those who know me, I'm a big dude and I can be intimidating. But again, for those who know me, I am a big teddy bear. Um, unless you mess with me, unless you make my kitchen dirty, unless you are not passionate about what you're doing, <laughs> there's very, there's very little, very little chance that you're going to see Papa Bear come out. It's going to be more just, just me being big stuffed teddy bear. Anyway, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but anyway, I like to be seen as as a friend because my whole role as a manager or as somebody who's supporting as a leader, who's somebody who's supporting someone who's coming into an organization. One, I'm, I'm recruiting them or they're recruiting me as much as I'm recruiting them. They're interviewing me as much as I'm interviewing them. They, they absolutely need to know where, who I am and what I'm like to see if their personality is going to fit. And you know, that's, that's just something that, that I, I just, man, I believe wholeheartedly in. I, I'm just so much of a fan of really, really being upfront and honest and truthful and forthright and, and not trying to sugarcoat anything. And I think too many people do that. Too many people, oh, they just, they try to be something they're not and it doesn't help anybody in the end. So I would say the biggest thing about interviewing is you got to be yourself. And, you know, again, I'm going to kind of, I'll write some things up and I'll, I'll give some more detail for those who need some practical kind of how-to step-by-step advice. Um, and you can look for that in the blog post also that will be linked to the show. But uh, I'll include some hourly uh, employee type questions as well as some management type questions because they are a little bit different, even though they're the same. But you need to ask open-ended questions, questions that require people to talk, that require them to give an answer and to, to think critically. And that, ooh, I could go off for a long time about that, that one of the biggest challenges right now that, that I see anywhere, I, it doesn't matter where you are geographically or what level you're, you're at in your career, from the directors and things of that nature all the way down to the, uh, the, the people that are just starting out in the business, the, the porters and stewards and prep cooks and, you know, all along that line, critical thinking is the skill that is really missing. And what do I mean by critical thinking? I, I mean the ability to step back and say, why do I do what I do this way? Why, why is this toaster right here? Does it make sense for it to be right here? Does it make sense for it to be somewhere else? You know, why is this cutting board here? Why is, you know, why do I cut things this way? Should I do it a different way? Like the critical thinking skills to say, am I really my best? Am I really, am I really doing my best? Am I doing it the best way I can? Is my heart really in it? Like, you got to be somewhat contemplative at times. And you've really got to ask yourself some some questions. And you've got to not necessarily be hard on yourself, but you have to be honest with yourself. And you have to just be willing to ask questions and critically think. 
so many of my clients I I run into and they they'll tell me about problems that they have and they'll tell me about the the barriers that they can't overcome because of these things and a lot of times I just sit back and I listen and they're telling themselves the whole time these things but then they're looking at me and they start going well but I but I could probably do that or I could probably call this person or you know and, and <laughs> it just blows my mind like there are so many times where I wish I could just teach somebody how to how to critically think about something but anyway you have to you have to have that skill critical thinking i think is is a skill you know common sense isn't so common yeah critical thinking is is just not common there there are so many answers that lie just in front of you if you could just step back from a situation or step back from a uh, um a scenario or or whatever and and really look at it and say, you know, am I, is this really how it should go down? Is this really working? I mean, everybody's going to have those situations. Everybody's going to have those moments. And it's important to understand how to address them and how to overcome them, etc., etc. So read books, stay in school, uh, <laughs> and interviewing. Interviewing is important. So I'll include some questions. I'll give some direction on there. Uh, but, you know, ask open-ended questions. Make sure you get people talking. Make sure they feel comfortable around you, that they can open up and you can see who they really are. And they can see who you really are. And you guys can both step into a, a potentially new relationship with eyes wide open. And nobody's surprised. And nobody's misled. And nobody's disappointed. Um, it's hard to do that in one interview, and sometimes that takes multiple interviews. But, you know, you can at least set the stage with that. And then last, last but not least, critical thinking. Just step back from yourself every once in a while and take a deep breath and really look at where you're at, where you are, what you're doing, and make sure that that's the best way to do it. Because if it's not, guess what? You have the power to change it. Thanks for listening to me ramble on and uh, look forward to taking more of your questions. So ask away, people. Ask away. And hopefully I can help. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.